You are listening to the Think Brick Australia podcast. Think Brick Australia represents the clay brick and paver manufacturers of Australia. Brick by Brick, our podcast will discuss technical information and architectural case studies with special guests. I'm your host, Cathy Inglis, the CEO of Think Brick Australia. Welcome to today's Think Brick podcast. And today, my special guest is Amelia Richardson. Amelia is the technical manager at Midland Brick in WA. So welcome, Amelia. Thank you. So today you're going to tell us a little bit about the brick industry in WA, a bit about yourself, but most excitingly about product development and what happens and how you do it at Midland Brick. So firstly, why don't you start with telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Thanks, Cathy. So I went to university at Curtin and I've been at Midland Brick for about 10 years now. So it was my first job straight out of university. I was really lucky to get an opportunity to work in all of the production plants straight out of uni in my graduate time. So I worked at Middle Swan Midland Brick plant in all of the kilns there. So a couple of those aren't there anymore, which is a little bit sad, but I got the opportunity to work in them and get that experience. I then worked in the lab in between the production plants and got an idea about testing and all of the specifications and things that we need to focus on with bricks. And then finally, I was offered the technical manager job when Midland Brick and Brickmakers merged together. So that is overseeing all of the clay brick and blocks as well as concrete masonry and harmony roof tiles. So it's been a big job moving into that. It's been a little bit tough to get the two teams together, but we're all starting to work well now and it's starting to get a little bit easier. That's interesting. So you've now, with the joining of Midland Bricks and BCG, so you're working across clay bricks and concrete products as well. Yes. So it's a lot to learn and a lot to take in. I have more experience in the kilns and the clay side of things, but I've had some great um, production people in masonry that have gotten me involved and helped me to learn about concrete masonry. And we've been doing the testing for all of those products in the labs as well. So that helps you understand where some of the problems are and how we can improve some of those things. Excellent. Well, why don't you tell us a bit about the products that you make in those plants, obviously across clay and concrete. Tell us a little about the different range of products you make. So at Midland, we have our clay plants where the kilns are. We do face brick and blocks as well as clay pavers. Western Australia's got a slightly different product than we have over in the east coast with the two coarse blocks so it's basically a double height brick yeah a double height brick yes so they're quite popular in WA that's probably our biggest range in western Australia the the face blocks that's the most popular product a double height brick yes (laughs) very different to the east coast yeah I know when you guys come over and see them they they're a little bit funny and different to, to what we have here and for concrete masonry, we do pavers and permeable paving. We've been trying to get a little bit more into that recently, mm-hmm. as well as the the concrete blocks. Um, we also do retaining blocks um, at Blockstone and Harmony Roof Tiles, which is concrete as well. Okay. And are all the plants on one site? No, they're all spread out everywhere. So it's a little bit hard. It feels like I have to be in two places at once sometimes. Mm -hmm. But we have our sites at Midland Brick, which is the clay kilns, Mm -hmm. sorry, in Middle Swan. And then we have our South Guildford site, which is the other clay plants. And then down in Armidale, which is south of Perth, we have a concrete masonry site and the roof tiles. Roof tile factory. Yep. 
Okay, wow, you've got a bit of travelling to do yeah, between the sides. Yeah, around a little bit, but it is good. It mixes it up during the day sometimes getting to go to those different places and see what mm. they're doing. Okay, and probably a big part of your role as technical manager would be to assist with developing new products and yep. what should be focused on. Can you tell us a little bit about the development process in Midland Brick, how you do it, how you, new colours, yeah, sure. new sites, whatever you, what you're working on? Yeah, so there's a few different things we do with that. Um, I really started the product development when I was working in the production plants. That was something that was a big part of my role in the kilns. We can do it a few different ways. So we have colours, shapes and textures that we can try new things with. Colours is probably one of the biggest ways that we can come up with new products so we can do that with the body of the brick or with the face additive on it as well so with raw materials in western australia it's also a little bit different than the east coast that we have some really dark red clays that are naturally occurring so some of our colors that are quite popular in wa comes from the natural red clay Mm -hmm. while over here you sometimes have to use oxides and things to get that color so We're really lucky to have that as a natural resource. And we also do face glazes and additives. So when we want to come up with a new product using a face additive, we tend to do small lab trials, which is where we can come in. So we get a green brick from production and we can... So for those that don't know, what's a green brick? (laughs) Oh, a brick that is... It's not coloured green. (laughs) No, (laughs) that's a good point. It's a brick that has been extruded in the factory and it's dry but it hasn't been fired so it hasn't gone through the kiln, kiln yet. Process, yeah. Yes. So, so then you're able to work with that. Exactly. So that's probably the closest medium that we can put the glaze on that will help give us a good idea of how it would come out if we were going to do it in So production. when you put it on, would yeah. you then put it through the plant kiln or in a lab kiln? Well, we start to do it in a lab kiln. We have a really small kiln that we can do trials mm-hmm. with and then if it comes out well there, we'll do a trial through the, the large kiln. So sometimes it's a bit difficult because the firing in our lab kiln is quite consistent and you don't get a lot of variation through the, the samples that are in the lab kiln because it's so small. So when you put it through our big kilns, we tend to have other factors that we need to consider like variation and and firing differences through there. So I think for people to understand when you put it through a plant kiln, what's the typical length for a plant kiln as it goes through the heating up zones to maximum temperature and then cooling zones? Yeah, so that can take a full day or 36 hours to go through a plant kiln. Our little lab kiln can do it in in 12 hours normally. So it is a a slightly different process. Good way to get some quick results and then send them through the plant later. Yeah. So when we are doing those lab kiln trials, it's quite simple with what we do. We get a little bottle and we put some glaze in there and mix it up how we would mix it up in the plant and it's a very small scale trial. So that will just give us an idea, as you suggest, of what the colours would be when it went through the kiln and then if we do find one that we like through that process, we'll try and do a larger scale trial, which obviously takes a bit more time and effort, so we want to make sure that it's in the right direction before we do that. And then eventually it would be a plant trial. Yes, so a plant trial we try and find a good time for production so they're on board with, with helping us out. And then we actually have a trial drum where we can mix up some glazes in so it's separate to the process. You can you can take it out and set it up exactly how you would like without affecting what you were making that day so it's sort of separate to the line. And then we can do different colours. So sometimes we can do three or four trials in a shift to try and get the different colours through the kiln without affecting what they were doing too much. And those glazes then get a good 
run through the plant, which will show other problems that we might not have noticed when we were doing the lab trials. Yeah, and I think to note that when a brick kiln runs 24 hours a day, they don't stop, so you've got to fit it in with your normal production and fit it in between and work out where in the kiln process it is to make sure you find them at the end of the trial. Yes, (laughs) we have done that a few times where we put them through and then they're in the middle of a block stack somewhere you're trying to find them. So that's a really good point. Timing is very important. Timing, yes. And also you don't want to upset the production for the day and when those bricks are needed for Exactly. You want to work in with them as much as possible. Mm. And, And that's a really good point. We do try to do trials when we have stock of all of our other products and fit it in with that mm-hmm. because you don't want to be detrimental to something else to try and, and fit one of these in. Okay. So that's a bit about clay bricks. So yep. what about the concrete products? Anything yeah. new and exciting you're working on there? So we're trying to really look at some sustainable options in the concrete masonry space. We're looking at alternate raw materials that we can put into our products to try and get a benefit for two different sides so we do this with clay as well but getting raw materials from suppliers which have recycled them or reused them from a different process and then stopping materials going into landfills so our geologist at Midland Brick does a lot of work with these different suppliers and he'll bring in all these bags of different things for us to do little trials on and then again we try to make sure that it's not going to have a, a detriment to our product but trying to use things that aren't new so if we can reuse something or recycle it in our process that's obviously going to be a benefit to both businesses and what does that mean in the end game for the products about when you're rating them against sustainability measures well it gives us the opportunity to get more sustainable products and these can be then built into potentially lower carbon emission ratings on our products and we can do some research into that and provide that to the market as an option. Excellent. Yeah, that's and that's obviously a way the market's moving forward to, yeah. to make sure that we can continue to supply products and also make them lower carbon and more sustainable at the same time. Exactly. So... What bricks are popular in WA at the moment? What's the latest trend for what's popular? Yeah, so I I did mention it with our blocks. Our most popular product in Western Australia is limestone coloured two-course blocks. So we have two different ones that both are very popular. I think they match well with render on houses so people can sometimes render the front, which seems to be popular but then they can put the blocks down the side and have something that matches in well. We also have seen a bit of an increase with recycled and recycled looking bricks so we have a a range which is is made to look like a recycled brick and that's actually quite popular. We do a lot of rumbling so they go through a process where um, there's a cylinder and the bricks hit against each other and it knocks off some of the edges and it makes them look older as mm-hmm. well. So that product is very popular. And I guess my favourite is is Subiaco Reds, which is a product that we make through reduction firing in the kiln and you always get slightly different colours and, and patterns on the face. So, so what is reduction firing? What does that mean? So when we do the firing through the kiln, we take some of the oxygen out of a, a few sets of burners and that causes the atmosphere in the kiln to create almost like a rolling flame on the surface of the brick. So each brick looks a little bit different. You get slightly different colours and it makes it look quite natural when they come out. So when you mix mm-hmm. all those bricks together, you get 
always slightly different colors and it really adds to a, a personal brick I think that you can you can pick so Subiaco red we make with a, a full glaze on the face and then we put it through reduction firing so they always have blues and reds and purples and you get a really nice contrast with mm. that I think a lot of people wouldn't realize that you can just do that with changing the kiln atmosphere and yeah. the kiln profiles to get the different colors out of the same bricks most people would think you've added something to get yeah, that change in colour, whereas you can just do it naturally in the kiln. Yeah, and I think when we're doing trials on flashing, it's one of those things that really takes a bit of experience and a personal flair to it. So when we make the adjustments to the kiln, you can't really see what that brick is going to look like until it comes out fired at the end Mm -hmm. so it is quite an extensive process because you have to wait for the brick to come all the way out of the kiln look what color it looks like and then if you want to make a change go back and make that change and and wait for the next ones to come out so do you ever feel the need to sneak into the kiln control room and tweak with the burners yourself to play with them (laughs) well I used to do some of the flashing on the kilns when I was in production so I did really enjoy that part of it I don't go and tweak anything anymore (laughs) though I don't think they'd be too impressed with that but yeah it's a process where we do all get together and have a look at the block stack and the the kiln cars when they come out for flashing and and discuss whether there's something that needs to change on that or not. Excellent. It's an amazing process. It is. You know, if anyone ever gets the opportunity to go to a brick plant and visit (laughs) it and see these things in action, take that opportunity because it's a fascinating process and you don't realise that just changing a few little things, you can get such a variety of colour out of the one brick that goes in and you can do that by changing the atmosphere and the kiln profiles. All my new starters in the lab, I try to tee up them getting to see flashing in the kilns because Mm -hmm. it's just, it's cool. Like it's not something that they're going to have to really help with or, or use, but it's a really interesting process to have a look at. I think the other unusual thing about WA is the amount of full brick construction over there compared to the east. Yes. So why is full brick construction so popular in WA? It's another special feature for WA, I think, like our two course blocks. It's one of the things that we seem to really enjoy. But there is some benefits for it and we do talk about it a fair bit. So what we've found is with some of these changes that are coming into NCC, there is a benefit of having full brick construction and it does help you to achieve the ratings that you need to achieve with that. There's so that'd all, be the ratings around energy efficiency yes, of the and, house? Yes, and potentially getting a seven-star rating for your build. There's obviously lots of ways of achieving that, but double brick construction is one of those ways that can help. There's also the benefit of thermal mass. So I know Think Brick has done a fair bit around thermal mass and, and releasing some fact sheets on that, but basically it's a way of keeping the temperature zones in your house more consistent through the day and allowing for less of that spike and and dips in in temperature. Yeah, so the thermal mass is used to naturally moderate the temperatures and keep them more consistent so you have less need and less less reliance on artificial heating and cooling. Yeah, and I think as we sort of have touched on as well, we do appreciate the use of bricks being recyclable, being reusable and also having that that long-lasting build if you build your house out of double brick it's it's a long-term investment for you and you know that it's going to last at least for your lifespan and probably even longer and the other thing we have been considering too is just if there is an end of life of a house you can always reuse your bricks and and what we do is we can crush them and put them back into our process too so there's that option of reusing it without it having to go into landfill which is something that you can't say for for other building products and with bricks you can actually also if you do demolish something 
you not only can reuse the bricks as something else crushed aggregate mm. back into your process, you can actually reuse them with their full properties intact. Exactly. Because the properties of a brick don't change when you demolish it and want to use it again. So they can actually be reused as a brick into another building or into a garden wall or into whatever you want to use exactly. it. Then you've got a real recycled brick. <laughs> and that kind of comes in with, with some of the things that are popular, mm. as I said before. So, yeah. yeah. Excellent. So, Amelia, what motivates you every day? What what motivates you to go to work every day? That's a really good question. <laughs> I, I feel like I am somewhat self-motivated, like I, I tend to, to work hard in general, but I've found that it's been really nice to be part of a successful team and progress through that field. I think we've been through quite a bit of change and a few challenging times, but overall it's helped me with my skills and, and provided some challenges. And I think when you are challenged or you have a problem to solve, it keeps you busy and it keeps you wanting to go to work. So, yeah. Well, thank you very much, Amelia, for joining us today. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and we'll catch you again soon. Great. Thanks very much, Kathy. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please follow, rate and review. We're always looking for new ways to think brick. If you have an idea of what you'd like to hear about, there's a link in our show notes to let us know.